0: Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic podcast. This is your host Ralph Burns and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. And today it's all about TikTok. Kasim Aslam, how are you buddy? I'm living the dream. How you doing Ralph Burns? I'm doing pretty well. We got to see each other face to face last week.
1: Well, you, you, we you had actually lunch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did. And Tom Breeze paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. And I just got to ask you, I know you're like, you went off to your flight. Did you continue drinking the rest of the day? Cause you're, you're not much of a day drinker from what I hear, but that
1: day you were that day. I was, yeah, I got that. Do you remember? I get this, this weird Mexican beer that was doused with chili and it had a, a straw covered in Mexican candy. It was amazing. But then it wreaked havoc later. I paid for it. it later that's right all I remember is just looking
0: over at you you' trying to cut the candy off the straw itself I'm yeah. like
1: all right he's already drunk
0: yeah well I did not want to was, sit there no and gnaw
1: on the thing in front of everybody well <laughs> then, that the, the waitress brought us shots do you remember she brought it <laughs> it oh, was very right nice that's right
0: yeah yeah I didn't even I didn't even have mine I think it's still on the table there at the restaurant uh,
1: but how could you not Ralph you left me hanging uh, I know, and then to criticize me on air afterwards. I know it's true.
0: Well, you know, right. you were in rare form. So, well, you were finishing up a pretty busy week out there at perpetual perpetual traffic summit. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Perpetual we traffic summit. Have that's a what it's called. We should have yeah. our own summit. God damn it! Yeah, no, you were at traffic and conversion summit. I was there as well. But uh, what's your take
1: on this year's TNC? It seemed like it was a huge success. Oh, dude, it was a marathon. It always is. But I got to see some folks speak that I haven't, haven't seen speak before. I'll give you my nuggets, man. I, so Steve Sims' keynote was amazing. Adam Lyons, Smart Upsell, his talk, he, he might be one of the most tactical speakers in terms of actually giving you things that you can use. And then there's a newcomer, a gal that I, I want to have on the show, Christine Marie, and the yep. way that she approaches social It's I dude, I actually thought she was gonna get eaten live with what she said on stage and then and instead people ate it up because she took a bunch of evil marketers and she tried to inject like empathy and heart. So those three were my my big favorites. But just being in that room where everybody in the room is smarter than you and they all make more money and they all figured something out. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's such a great, great, great place to be. And it's not just TNC. It's just, you know, I think like getting out, regardless of the industry you're in, go to whatever the tippity top is go to the best event and just surround yourself with the best people because it's it's inspiring and it it forces you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Super motivational. I mean, TNC is, is
0: one of the, if not the best get togethers for digital marketing that there is on the planet. And uh, today we're actually going to be talking about what you just mentioned, a social network that we have not talked about a tremendous amount. I would certainly go back and listen to previous episodes with Savannah Sanchez on TikTok. But today we're pretty excited. We've got Dana Fitzpatrick from the Moxie Group. And the Moxie Group, they basically promote entertainers, like all kinds of different entertainers, and especially in the music industry. And Dana's going to be talking about that here today in today's interview. But before we get to that, I think she has a nugget on hashtags that none of us knew actually existed. So welcome to Perpetual Traffic, Dana.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, hashtags. You get to research your hashtags. You can actually find out how many people are using those hashtags, which ones are the most popular, which ones are trending. Because before I was in this industry, I thought they were just a vanity thing. I just thought they were cute little sayings. And the other thing that you don't know is when you have a TikTok Creative, you can put any hashtag, right? And you'll look up what hashtags are good. On the ad side, you can't hashtag everything you want to. You want to use like hashtags that are going to reach a lot of people. And then you want to reach, you know, a couple of hashtags that are going to be a smaller group. And then a couple hashtags that are going to be, but that's more on Instagram. But in the ads, I just try to get creative about how i'm going to hashtag just like you would anywhere else
0: and there's a strategy to it like you can actually look it up you can search it and figure out how much activity each one of those hashtags is getting and use it even as targeting correct
2: hashtags are strategy like Mm -hmm. you want to know how many people are using that hashtag what's the trend of the hashtag right now you know, you want big, you know, big following on certain hashtags, maybe a smaller, and then you want local, like, if it's like my artist out of Philly, you want Philly music, Philly music scene, you know, things that are relatable in the area. If if something's trending, you can use that as a targeting thing as well. So it's definitely a strategy around hashtags for sure. your So well, cool. Well, we're going to
0: get into how you actually use that in a tactical way for some of the customers that you have in the music space. Uh, we get into today's interview, and I think you're really going to enjoy that. So, if you are, if you're a musician and an aspiring musician, like this is the show you should be listening to. But you know, if you're in another industry, you sell digital products or e-commerce, I guarantee you're going to be able to pull something from what Dana talks about here today to your industry. So, we're going to get into that interview with her. Right after this quick break, you're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right. So we are here with Dana Fitzpatrick from the Moxie Group. You have a very interesting backstory. Like you're in the music industry still, but on the social side, paid social primarily. And I know the Moxie Group does some, obviously does paid social, does social media management as well. But this was not an industry that you grew up in or like you had sort of some interesting career pathways along the way to what you're ultimately doing. And I know that you were in the healthcare industry for a while, but just give us sort of a background as to how you started and how you kind of made your way all the way to where you're at right now with the Moxie Group.
2: So I was a singer-songwriter in my 20s and early 30s. And I also worked in the music industry in the venue side. So I did production work, box office management. I did contracts for bands. I basically worked for Live Nation before they were Live Nation in Boston. And I loved music. I still love music. I just listen to music all the time. I'm just really into music. (laughs) But after 15 years in the music industry, I then had a child and I worked late nights, you know, I was working concerts, so I wouldn't get into work till noon sometimes. And then I wouldn't leave till like new- midnight or 2am. And it just wasn't a lifestyle as a, as a mom for me at that time in my role. So I ended up working for the YMCA in fundraising, which is totally a different shift. So I went from, Late nights to early mornings and they'd say, oh, we're going to meet at seven o'clock for a meeting. And I thought they meant 7 p.m. And they meant 7 a.m. I thought I was going to die. So I worked fundraising for the YMCA for another eight years and then decided I wanted to be more hands on with people. and, And so I went into assisted living. Yes. Very random. So I was doing uh,
0: to assisted living, right? Yeah.
2: There's- so when I write a book, it's going to be and from rock and roll to assisted living and back. That's the title of my book.
0: It's a good title. I'd buy that.
2: So I was the activities director, program director and assisted living for nine years. And it became very corporate in the end. And I just felt like I wasn't living my life like I wanted to. I wanted more control over my life. So my friends and I would go out and we'd brainstorm. What can we do to kind of work for ourselves? And something where we don't have to be in an office. And we don't have to be there at a certain time. And, you know, all these these things. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if this exists. And then I went back to my roots. I said, you know, I really miss music. And I want to go back into, you know, working with music. But I, I couldn't work those hours with kids and so i went back to what works for me i i know marketing i love music i understand musicians so i reached out to different people i knew and kind of tapped their brains and this industry came to the forefront so i started taking classes every single night from 9 to 12 o'clock i'd take classes online and i would just focus in instead of watching my shows and take classes, classes, classes. And then, so that was from January until like March. And well, I kept going, but in March, I think it was in March or April, I started calling people that I knew that were in this field and said, tell me about it. What should I take next? What class should I take? Where should I focus? And one of the people I called was Didi from the Moxie Group. And she used to work for Capitol Records when I worked for Live Nation and we knew each other and respected each other. And after 15 minutes of the phone call, she said, I'll hire you as a contractor. And I said, wait a minute. I don't even know anything like (laughs) just learning. I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, you know what? I know who you are. I know your work ethic. I know you know music. I was just going to put out an ad saying I need a female that knows the music industry and you're it. I'll help train you. Wow. And so she still takes time to mentor me almost every day.
0: That is so cool, and
2: so here you, I am. So I basically started working for her in April, so I'm brand new, brand new.
0: So for for those of you, it, today is less than six months from that point in time. If you're listening to this sometime in the future, literally, Dana has been in social media for musicians less than six months and has already made a self sustaining career, in essence, working for yourself. You now have, you've in essence like replaced your income at the assisted living facility, correct?
2: Yes. Yes. I have two kids. I'm a single mom and I'm supporting myself doing this after that six is. months. But and I, you know.
0: Seemingly I, I, enjoying it. It seems like.
2: I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I saw you when you were still still at the assisted living facility and you were not happy. No, I,
2: was, I was trying to get out of there. You won't
0: name any names, but no, no, I mean, this is obviously you have time flexibility. You're doing something that you really enjoy. You're constantly learning and you're making pretty good money. Like, Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. yep. what's not to like. That's tremendous.
2: And I love helping artists, you know, cause I was one myself. So I get it.
1: You know, that's the thing that I love most about this whole story.
2: I was an artist when you put your flyers up on the telephone poles. You know, you go around Boston and like hand out flyers. Right, right. Whole new ball game, you know.
0: Like window wipers, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that, Dana. You're you're kind of going back to your roots and helping the folks that you know that's your tribe, and it's cool that you were able to find your way back there and then use these new digital tools in order to do that.
2: Mm
0: Hmm. I mean, you in essence are still doing like the flyers, but it's digital. Right. now that's it's just a it's just a different thing. You know, right it's like all the ones that you used to like staple on the telephone poles and put underneath like w- w- you know, windshield wipers and all that. You're just doing it in a digital way. And the the platform that you're using most, and you actually said an interesting statistic about this in the in the music industry, you're doing it all on TikTok, and TikTok is it, obviously, you're learning different platforms, but you've only been doing this for less than six months, gotten some tremendous results, which we'll get into in just a second. But TikTok is now sort of the go-to platform for the music world. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: It sure is. If you don't have your music on TikTok, you're missing out. Most people discover new artists on TikTok now. Um, and so my I have been focusing on TikTok ads specifically for musicians. And it's key tiktok is is the way that people are scrolling and finding new music
0: so it's a discovery like it's a discovery vehicle for that industry i mean that's not altogether dissimilar from what is it 70 or 80 percent of of people on instagram discover new brands that they end up purchasing on instagram it's not surprising that tiktok being such a visual and a video format like most of music is discovered on that platform so, so tell us about some of the artists that you've worked with. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll get into some of the technical details here. But like when you guys work with an artist, obviously, you've got maybe ones that are just starting out. And then you have ones that are a little bit more established. Tell us about like what the goals are for different you know artists on that spectrum and how you guys help them.
2: Okay, so each artist obviously is different. Some people might want to sell tickets for an upcoming show. Some people might want a bunch of video views and they're trying to go viral. Some people might want a lot of followers, you know, get a a bunch of followers. Nowadays, if you're trying to get noticed, a lot of labels will say, well, how many followers do you have? How many video views? You know, they look at your socials. So it really depends on what each artist is looking to do whether they're having a a new song come out, whether they're just starting out and they want to build up their socials, whether they, you know, it just depends.
0: Right. And then part of that is streams as well, which we can, we can talk about, which is a little bit, maybe not as easy to track, but you've been able to sort of do it with some of your individual customers, which is really cool. So tell us about like, if if I'm a musician, I'm just starting out. I'm listening to this episode because I you know, found it in iTunes or Apple podcasts, like what would be the first step, you know, before maybe I would even hire the Moxie group for this? Like, what, what would I do? What would I want to do? Like, how can I kind of get started on my own, you know, with or without having somebody like yourself helping?
2: Well, you definitely want to have be on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You don't want to forget about Facebook either. That's a powerful social still. But you definitely want to build up your following. You want engagement. You want to engage with your fans. You want to have an intro of who you are on each social platform, you know, whether it be your latest song or just a little video of who you are and what you do. And you just want to make sure you post consistently as well. You know, whether that's three times a week or every day or, you know, I know certain people will say oh you have to do 3 TikToks a day that's not true so as long as you're consistent and you engage with your fans i think that's a good way to start
0: right so if you're if you're really really just starting out like at the very least have a presence on those platforms but then Absolutely. secondarily it's like you're just in essence you know recording yourself with one of your songs i mean that's really pretty much it or is it yep. not
2: no, that's right. On Facebook, you can put full videos. You want to put full videos on Facebook, on Instagram and TikTok. You know, you want to do the clips of each song and kind of tease it out, but yeah, just make sure you're consistent. You ask questions, you're posting, you are putting your music out there.
0: So on the video views, which is in essence, which then, gains followers like what would be the strategy to gain more views of the video and then ultimately you know more followers and then at some point in time maybe even start selling some stuff like what what would be the first step like is it
2: okay yeah so I do tiktok ads so so let's clarify so I'm on tiktok and I do ads so if somebody wants more video views I basically will take a piece of their content I use spark ads So I will use their content and their singing of their song, or it could be whatever they want it to be. And we'll pick like a good piece of content. So that's key. You want good content. If you don't have good content, you're not going to do well. It doesn't matter how I target you or how somebody targets you. So you want a good piece of content, you know, 15 to 30 seconds short. You don't want something really long. And then we'll figure out who you are. So who your music avatar is. So what your interests are, you know, what interests are, we'll target those. So music, pop music, indie music, you know, whatever it is. And then I'll research the hashtags as well. And then I'll, I'll see like what trending artists you might sound like that I can use in a hashtag and put that in as well. And so we'll try to, and then we just monitor it. You want to leave it up there for at least three days and make sure it's optimized and then we'll see how it's doing.
1: Dana, how diverse is TikTok's targeting? Like, uh,
2: it, it's, So I guess before I started, you used to be able to target like a lot more things. Now you can't. So for example, we had a lesbian client who actually, she wanted to go viral. We got her up to a million views. She was like 200,000 views. And then we got her up to a million. She was the hardest person to target because she wanted lesbian fans. Okay. She wanted lesbian fans. You can't target lesbian. You can't target LGBTQ at the time I could do pride month, but that was pretty much about it. So you have to be really creative on how am I going to target that fan base? And so that, that was tricky.
1: This is a fun conversation for marketers to have too, because you can't get canceled, but you also want to work towards helping achieve your client's needs yeah that's a good example thank you for that Wait, are and the targeting because you know just thinking about my listeners it makes perfect sense that this is how you target people that are searching for new bands but curious as to whether or not you've seen anything that's a little bit you know broader or more tactical like people in in the market for a certain product like going to buy a house going to buy a car or people that just had children are, are there that kind of life event and or interest-based segmentation or is tiktok very you know kind of right brain creatively driven
2: yeah it's it's interesting you think you're going to target a certain way and you get in there and you're like oh i can't target that that's silly like you know what i mean so like you'll go in i'll write it up you know because i plan ahead of time and i'm like this is how i'm going to target it this is you know the hashtags and you go in you're like oh well let me use that you know so I can always use music or music competitions or, you know, piano or, but you can't target female vocalists. Why?
1: Are there specific female vocalists that you could target? Like, could you target Madeline Perry for instance? Okay.
2: You can't target a lot of people, but you can, you can try to hashtag them. So a lot of times, like I'll, I'll say, all right, who do they sound like a Billie Eilish concert? Okay. I can hashtag that, but I can't hashtag you know, I don't know who it is, but say Madonna or somebody you think you would be able to and you're like, what the heck? Why can't I get the?" But no, you can't do you can't do a lot of times you can't do specific bands in the interests. And sometimes you can. So it's just really weird. It's like very quirky. When you go in, you think you have a certain strategy. And then you're like, wait, I can't do that. One of our artists is a plus size model as well. And so I'll go to put in plus size model. You know, you can't do plus size model. I'm like, why not? (laughs) What's wrong with that? You know, like certain things that you think you're going to go in and target and you're like, this is my person. Then you really got to be creative. So it's interesting.
0: So if that's the case, then could you just do wide open targeting and then just use hashtags?
2: You can, that's one strategy. So I've done a couple strategies before where I've just done hashtags, no interests, And then I've done just interest, no hashtags.
0: And you can go to Google and figure out what, what those hashtags are, which is sort of the hack from the, you know, the entry right. part to the show here today and <laughs> understand exactly what that, what that potential audience might look like in the United States or wherever your geographic location is that you're targeting just actually in here right now, I'm just typing in a couple of artist names. Yeah. Like Van Halen isn't an artist.
2: No, you, you know. cannot target people that you think you'd be able to. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: I'm putting in like Led Zeppelin, I'm like Lady Gaga is an interest.
2: You know, Ed Sheeran, who's huge. You can't can't hit him. And so on Facebook, there's strategies when we do ads, again, I'm just learning Facebook ads, but you can put in Genres of music, you know, and certain certain artists, like you could do Ed Sheeran fans, Billy Eilish fans, and you go right after that fan base. You cannot do that on TikTok,
0: right? Well, in this case, this is an interest. Like I just entered in, like Lady Gaga and Led Zeppelin, like those are interests. You're not necessarily targeting mm-hmm. their fans per se, but right. they have shown interest in one of those artists at some point in time. So you're getting to know your individual clients. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, well, what's what musician, what famous musician does this person sort of kind of sound like or in the same genre? And then that's your basis for your targeting from what it sounds like.
2: Yes. If they're big enough, you can.
0: Got it. So in those cases, so let's say you're trying to figure out, all right, how am I going to target this individual for this type of music? Like what would be your secondary, maybe tangential kind of targeting options? Or would you just leave it wide open and (laughs) Throw in I leave it open. Okay.
2: I leave it open and put in more hashtags. So like music, pop music, singer, songwriter, songwriter, guitar, you know, whatever it is in interest. And I leave it very open. Yes. And then in my hashtags, or I might even just do interests, And then I might do an ad set that's just hashtags. And then I might do one that's a combo.
0: Got it. So there's no rhyme or reason. It depends on what TikTok is actually giving you, okay. what the interest targeting okay. is. Yeah. And then you just test it out. Got it.
2: I tested it. Yeah.
0: So like the, the video view objective seems like that's a pretty popular one. I would imagine most of your clients are doing that just because they obviously they want just more exposure and then that potentially can lead to more followers. Is the, all your campaigns pretty much have a video view component to them? No,
2: not all. the. I mean... Not all the campaigns. Sometimes we'll do a followers campaign where they want more followers. And then other times we'll do video views where they really want to get that video. Say they already have 200,000 video views on it and they want to get it up, you know, to a million. And after the algorithm has kind of stopped working and they're at a, you know, they've been at, say, 200,000 for a little bit. Then we might boost it up and then try to get them up with video views. So one strategy is with video views is you want to take a video that organically has already done well on its own. And then you want to use it as an an ad and use it as video views. That's a good strategy. Okay.
0: Makes sense. And then the other one is in like consideration is community interaction, right? And that's followers and profile visits, which is, so you might have, different campaigns with different objectives running concurrently yeah in most cases so and then the other one like if you actually did want to sell tickets or even get streams like what would your what would your objective be on those like for selling tickets i would imagine it'd be like website conversions is my guess but for just getting streams or downloads of the music on a on a secondary platform, what objective would you use there?
2: If we want streams, we've tried a instant page, trying to direct people over to the TikTok instant page. And right there, instead of bringing people right onto Spotify, you can bring them over to the instant page and they stay on the platform. So they can either go to Spotify that way or Apple Music or whatever. However, yeah, streams are are interesting because you can also have a streaming campaign going on on one of those platforms. But we can track like how many people came through TikTok or how many people clicked on the song. So like music clicks are big. If you can get a couple music clicks on a TikTok ad, that's good. A lot of TikTok folks don't really, it seems like they don't really, music clicks like in a campaign, when I have a campaign going, if I get like five music clicks, I'm psyched. when somebody clicks on the music and listens to it.
1: Hey guys, it's Cosmo here, and I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us, and the bad news is a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com.
0: Well, tell us about the, the instant page side of the equation. Like, if you're s- sending them to that page, that would be its own objective. And then you can sort of deduce based upon how many visits that you get to that page and how many downloads, basically above a baseline on Spotify or Apple Music, like how successful you are with that strategy. Is that safe to right.
2: say? So, yeah. So, we use one of the tools that we use is URL Genius, and we'll put a deep link to each platform and so when we know people click on the link to the song on say on spotify or apple music we can go into url genius look at the insights and say how many people clicked on this link and that's how we know they it came from us in the ad
0: makes sense so tell us how you how you set up an instant page i don't think we've ever really talked about that like the nuts and bolts of like what that is
2: it's a feature on tiktok and so you just you go on um you click on it and then you basically have to set up a little icon with, you know, I put like a Spotify here and then you click the you put the the link to the song and then you go through each thing that you want it to be. So if you want five different links, you set it up, you put a picture of the artist or a video of of their whatever they're promoting there, a little thing in the corner, and it's kind of like a link tree, but it's on TikTok.
0: So if you're sending traffic to that page Mm -hmm. and you know, the ultimate goal is to get them to click the link for Spotify or whatever it happens to be, and then go directly to that song. Yeah. How would you get them to that page? Like, would that be like the traffic objective? Like, Oh yes,
2: That's traffic objective. Yeah. So you set up the campaign as traffic and the traffic goes to the instant page.
0: Got it. Got it. And then from there you're using, well, you're seeing sort of what their baseline streams are and the music mm-hmm. service, and then you're sort of comparing to that depending on what other promotions that they might be doing. You said that obviously yes. on that platform, they may be having a stream campaign of their own. So it's, it might yep. be a little bit harder to to quantify, but like that's how you show results back to your clients. Correct. Super cool. Well, this has been great. I mean, I think it's been a, a sort of a, a, a showcase of how to use TikTok in a different sort of way. We've had a, a number of guests on here, that I talked about TikTok, we do a fair amount of TikTok now. I don't think we have any artists. This is just fascinating like how the artist promotion side of the equation really, really works. We'll leave some links in the show notes to some of the episodes we had with Savannah Sanchez. And she's dealing with mostly e-commerce brands, conversions primarily on TikTok. So definitely if you're interested in learning more about TikTok, Check her out and check out those back episodes. But Dana, thanks so much for coming on Perpetual Traffic. If people wanted to get in touch with you and maybe even hire you if you're a musician, where would they go?
1: You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic.